Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson. Welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. I'm so excited about this week's episode because you are going to get to meet some amazing special needs moms. These are women who are part of a community group that I lead on Wednesdays through Rising Above Ministries. And I love these women. We meet together for an hour each week. We encourage each other. We lift each other up. And in this episode, they are going to share about how being a part of this group has impacted and changed their story, how it has been such an encouragement to them and helped them on their journey as they are raising their amazing children with special needs. You know, so often we as special needs parents feel like we are so isolated and so alone and that nobody gets or understands what our life is like. So that is why we here at Rising Above have community groups that meet via Zoom all throughout the week. We have groups for moms. We have groups for dads. We have even a group for parents who've lost a child. And we also have a group for Spanish-speaking moms. You need to check it out because after you hear these moms and hear how being a part of a community of other special needs parents has impacted their life, you're going to want to know more. And we will be sure to include information in the show notes about all of our different groups so you can check it out and find a group that works for you. So I can't wait for you to get to meet my friends, um, these moms that I get to do life with through this Rising Above community group. So here are my friends. Hey friends, how is everybody today? I'm so glad to see you via Zoom. I wish we were in the same room together, but I'm excited to get to see you at least through the computer screen. So, hey everybody, they're all waving. They're all muted right now. You can't see it, but they're all waving. So I'm gonna, we're gonna take a minute and I want you to get to meet my amazing friends literally from around the world. So we're gonna go around. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. They're just going to tell their first name, where they live, whatever they want to share about their child, and then how they heard about Rising Above. How did they hear about our community group? So, Anne, I'm going to start with you. My name is Anne, and as Becky said, uh, I live in the western part of New York State. Uh, I have five adult children. Three of them have disabilities. All of our sons have disabilities. Um, They have, um, one is deaf, and um, they have intellectual disabilities, and they also have a syndrome, smith lumley optus syndrome, and there are also some mental health issues with um, one of my son especially. Um, I also have a sister-in-law, my husband's sister, who we're guardians for also, and she has a developmental disability. And I have a grandson who has, um, is on the autism spectrum as well. The, um, I heard first about, heard about Rising Above Ministry through a Facebook um, that was shared about the Rising Above Ministry Conference, the Rising Above Conference in, um, by, by the Brook, I'm sorry, I should say, yeah. in t- 2020. And it was on uh, a re- in Western New York, um, one of the groups that does food ministry for uh, families that are caregivers, children with disabilities, um, had it on Facebook. And that's how I heard about it originally. And cool. I was happy to be able to attend virtually or yeah. otherwise, I wouldn't have had the opportunity. To be a part. Yeah, you've been a part of several of our Rising Above groups over the years. And so we're so glad that you are here with us. And so I'm going to skip over here now to Madison. Madison, tell us just real quick about who you are, where you live, about whatever you want to share. 
Yeah, I'm Madison. Um, I'm in South Carolina with my husband, Kevin, and we have a four-year-old son named Valor who is autistic and nonverbal. Um, and I first heard about Rising Above through the podcast. I did a good old search on Spotify. I was desperate for resources that were focused on glorifying the Lord in the midst of motherhood with disability and Rising Above was at the top of the list. Awesome. Well, we're glad you found us and you've been in this group for about a year now. Has it been about a year? I At think least. so. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, that's great. Okay, Katie. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm from North Carolina, and I have four children, two that have disabilities. One is borderline intellectual functioning, and my um, other child has cerebral palsy. And I heard about Rising Above, actually through my husband. He came across one of Jeff's books and then we looked them up on key ministry and that's how I got connected. Oh, I didn't know that. Yay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Good, 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 good. All right. Our friend from all the way on the other side of the world, Birgit, share about you. Yes. Hi, I'm Birgit from Sweden. And I I came in contact with uh, this group uh, through a conference by the brook. Uh, I don't remember when. Was it one <laughs> year ago, two years ago? Maybe, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> we had two adopted sons from Poland. David, 26. He has FASD, autism, ADD. And Jonas, 21, FASD, light mental retardation and uh, ADHD. Yeah, well, we're glad that you found us. It's so fun having friends literally from around the world in our group. And so we're glad you're here. All right, Dana. Hi, I'm Dana. I'm from Delaware. I have two kids. Um, My 17-year-old is um, my special needs child. She has a rare form of muscular dystrophy. And I found rising above by doing a Google search last Christmas for um, a Christmas devotional that to participate Uh, in for the month of December. That's how I found it. I really enjoyed it. So then it led me to search it. Yay. I didn't know that either. See, I'm learning things new today as well. I love that. Okay, Devin, you and I have been in group together probably the longest uh, for, I mean, a couple of years at least. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. share about you. Yeah, I'm, my name is Devin. I live in Ohio. I have Two girls through open adoption, nine-year-old, has ADHD, anxiety, sensory processing disorder, um, highly verbal, low executive functioning, uh, low uh, high impulsivity. My second daughter is four, and she has autism. Um, pretty, pretty classic for girls. Mm-hmm. So I heard about this. My friend uh, recommended the podcast that Sandra Peoples was doing at the time. And through that, I just kind of was started doing searches and um, it was probably right after my youngest diagnosis. So um, found rising about that way. Awesome. Um, I've enjoyed uh, getting to, to know you better over these years. And so it's so fun. And I'm so glad you found us all those years ago. Um, Chris, tell us about you. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm going to call myself the token Texan of the group here. (laughs) I'm in the Dallas area, and I have two kids. One is my son is 20, 
And um, he's got some learning disability, but my daughter is 17. She is the one I would consider a little bit more severe. She is autistic with some limited uh, um, language, I would say. Mm. So um, yeah, she's the one that gives us the most (laughs) problems, I'd say, from day to day because we're going through the teenage years Mm. as well as the autism. But um, so I heard about the podcast probably about the same way that Devin did, I think, either through Santa Peoples or one of the other uh, podcasts. I think you were probably a guest on that. And then that just, I wanted to get as many podcasts in my uh, mm. podcatcher as I could to yeah. get as much support and encouragement mm-hmm. and, and getting that, as I'm sure we're going to talk about today, not just having in common about having a disability or family member with a disability, but also looking for encouragement in Jesus, because yeah. that's so important. Absolutely. So, well, so glad. And then Amy, tell us about you. Um, my name is Amy, and I live in Georgia. Um, I We have a son that um, is 15. He has a rare genetic um, disease called tuberous sclerosis, um, and it affects different organs of the body, um, and it primarily the brain and kidneys. And so due to, um, due to the tumors on the brain um, and the way the brain is affected, um, he has um, epilepsy and developmental delays and much of, he, he doesn't have the autism diagnosis, but has uh, quite a few um, characteristics of, of autism as well. Um, I first found out about um, Rising Above Ministries through a dinner I went to in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah for um, special needs uh, parents. And um, we went to, we've been going to it several years, but about two years ago is when I um, picked up the information Mm -hmm. and um, read about it, went online and um, have used resources from um, Rising Above. Um, And so uh, that's when I first heard about it, but I joined the community group, I guess about four months ago. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're you're fairly new to our to our little group. So, yeah. Well, I, what I love about our group, you could hear from all these introductions. We have moms from literally around the world who are part of our group. We have moms who have children who are adults all the way down to Madison. You probably you and Devin have the youngest out of our crew of, of the kids. And so we have this wide spectrum of ages, but then also wide spectrum of different disabilities that impact our families. And so um, the common thing that we share, though, is that we come together and we talk about ways that that God can impact our journey and help us as we raise our children with special needs. And so, you know, there's all kinds of groups out there. There's different support groups for special needs parents. There's all different kinds of things that you can be a part of, but what made you want to join this group in particular or one of the rising above groups? Because I know some of you are part of multiple groups that we offer. So what is it that that drew you to what the rising above groups offer? Katie. I joined a local group um, where I live, and in that group, we talked about the good things and the bad things that happened every week, and it was not exactly what I thought it would be. I was looking for more encouragement and more hope, 
And so when my husband recommended um, key ministries and I found rising above, I decided to join a group and we start our group off with things that we're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And right off the bat, that just really encouraged me because I'm not focused on my life is so much more difficult than other people. And I'm able to share in everyone else's um, gratitude as well. So that kind Mm -hmm. of really helped me stick with this group and really appreciate this community group Mm -hmm. as opposed to the other ones. Yeah. Because it wasn't so much focused on the problems and that the hard, we all know we have hard. We all know, you know, there's hard in this life, but we try to shift that focus. We, we will have moments where we talk about the hard, but we try to shift that focus and put it back on the gratitude and changing our perspective. Anybody else? Ann? Um, I, I, when I went to the By the Brook um, conference in 2020, I had, um, I looked at the top. It's so interesting. I had started a deaf ministry or had ran a deaf ministry in a former church for a number of years. And also trained as a Stephen minister in the church now, but there was really no connection with other parents. I'm connected with other parents um, to volunteer work, uh, but I don't. The missing component is the faith component, which when you're involved with state organizations that mm-hmm. support people with disabilities, you're not supposed to talk about God. You don't have that connection, you know. So I was looking for that connection and that support and and. The one group that, um, one of the groups I'm in, the community groups, we text during the week and connect mm-hmm. during the week. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's a simple text and you know, one asking for prayer for something. And right. so I find that very supportive. Or I didn't find it, you know, outside of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Love that. Well, you know, we all are moms raising children with special needs. We all are super crazy busy. And there are hurdles that get in our way sometimes from joining these groups. So what are what are some of the things that have, you know, the hurdles that families may be looking at that are like, oh, I just don't know if I can do this, but that you have then found a way to overcome to make it a priority to be here. Chris. Yeah, I, my first thought was my kid is <laughs> yeah. kind of a hurdle. And yeah. in fact, right now I can even hear her in the other room. She's mm-hmm. just, you know, talking and, and laughing, but I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, am I going to get interrupted any minute now? But um, that shouldn't really stop you if you're thinking about it because people are dropping in and out all the time in the group. Yeah, I'm Becky's raising her hand right now too. Yes, so, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely... You know, we're very casual. We understand if you can just come in and sometimes you just have to listen. You can't even participate necessarily, but definitely just get here if you can, because you'll probably not regret at all being here for sure. That's good. That's good. Who else? Dana. Um, I, I wanted to say that, um, one of the hurdles I guess I had in my head from other groups I had been part of was that, um, nobody else could understand where I was coming from and would get me. And I kind of had given up that um, anybody would and that I could relate to other people in the same way. I still felt like I was the odd person out, but maybe if you put the faith and the special needs together, that was the component I think I was looking for. Um, So just trying it again and giving myself one more shot to see Mm -hmm. if there were people that I could connect with. Mm -hmm. It made the difference. Yeah, that's good. And Chris, I love what you were saying about 
like there are days. So like there's some days that we're doing community group and I have John Alex that day. I don't have a caregiver. And so I'm swinging him. I'm helping him with his lunch while I'm leading group. And same with you guys. I've seen several of you eat lunch during our community group time. Some of you are feeding your kids during your doing, you know, community group time. And that's the beauty of this group. We all know and get it that there are some days our kid's going to be having a meltdown and we've got to go take care of it. Or like right now we have a mom who had to step out. Well, she's not on the screen right now because she had to step out and help her daughter, you know, and that's just, that's how it goes and it's okay. And so, you know, any of those hurdles that you're thinking of like, oh, I just, I'm not going to connect. It's just not going to happen. You know, give it a try, give it a try. And so, you know, I think a lot of people think you can't have true community over the internet. Now, of course, wouldn't you all rather be sitting around a table together right now and having coffee together, having lunch together? And yes, absolutely. They're all shaking their head. Yes. So have you found it interesting how you actually can have community, even though it's through the internet, even though it's over the computer? Anne? Yes, I have. And uh, the other community group that had been involved with for two years. I mean, uh, we remember each other on our birthdays. And um, I, I remember what stuck out last Christmas. We were all, we were texting back and forth. And it got to be funny in a way, but the circumstances. But we knew we were each having crisis in our families, whatever, our lives. Our kids were not <laughs> doing things that we wish they wouldn't do and all that. So, I mean, we found that support instead of, you know, feeling depressed and like, this is the worst Christmas ever that we found humor in some of the mm. stuff. Not we weren't laughing at our, our children, but just in the circumstances right. and we go through sometimes just to um, get through the day. So mm -hmm. I found that very supportive more so than I can find in people that I see on a daily basis or weekly basis or whatever. Mm. I found there's been more support in the community group than that. Mm. That's good. Who else? Oh, Katie. I think, too, that our group, when we created the Google Sheet and um, shared our information mm -hmm. with each other, it created a way for us to send cards or send emails mm -hmm. and, like, Madison creating the playlist for us. I think that helps us feel connected as a group, too, because mm -hmm. we're worshiping together. We're checking on each other. Yeah. So I think that that helps a lot. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I'm laughing because Madison's raising her hand. Please pick me, pick me. Go ahead, Madison. Yeah, I wanted to jump on what Katie just said too. Like even just last week, I got a card from someone in the community group mm. and it wasn't my birthday. There was nothing special going on. So I was like, oh, what was this? And I open it and it was from another mom in this group. And she had remembered that I had mentioned when we were giving prayer requests that Valor had been having some really difficult behaviors and that I was really struggling with that. And she took the time to write me this whole note about how she had dealt with similar behaviors when her kids were young and that she's praying for me. This is what helped us like thinking of you. I'm in your corner, like with scripture listed wow. out, like it was such a thoughtful oh, wow. gesture and it, it made me emotional and I showed mm -hmm. it to my husband and it made him emotional because those connections mm -hmm. You know, I have tons of friends here in person, but like the depth of that connection, like is amazing. And it all, I've never met her. We've only been over Zoom and in community groups. And yet in this season, that was one of the most impactful, like I felt like someone was on my team. Love that. Love that so much. Chris, what were you getting ready to say? 
Uh, I was just going to piggyback on what Anna and, and Madison and Katie have said pretty much that we don't just meet here once a week and then that's it. We go mm. live our lives. Yeah. I text with some of you or, or message and I've sent cards. I've gotten cards too. And it, it's just, it's amazing that, you know, you feel so close even without having met mm. any of you in person, mm -hmm. but it's just, you do get that connection. You do get that community. Yeah. So it's not just a once a week thing, but it it's you know you're living your life with other people now that mm -hmm. have things in common so yeah i mean i find it amazing that even though we're together it's just 1 hour a week that we're together but it's like you know i feel like i know you all i know about your families i know about your kids and as best as we can we're doing life together and you know i love that that you know getting notes from each other and in you know People don't even think about sending notes anymore to people. But for so for another special needs mom to send a note to another special needs mom, I mean, how impactful is that? You know, because someone would take the time to do that. And so I just love seeing how you all are encouraging each other. You're lifting each other up and just speaking life over each other. And I just I absolutely love that. So when you look at this group, What's been the most rewarding part for you about being part of a community group, being a part of a group of other moms who get and understand what your life is like? Madison. Um, I know for me, my son is the youngest of the kids in, in the group that are represented in the group by the moms in the group. And so I know for me, it's been super helpful and rewarding to be able to talk with people whose kids are just a little bit further down the road than mine, um, who are further in this journey than I am. Um, and just seeing how the Lord has got you guys from A to B brings me a lot of hope, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like in the past year, looking back from when I first started with the community group, I think I had so much anxiety over things that are just unknown and questions that mm -hmm. Google can't answer for me. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, so just that practical hand of like, you guys are all here. The Lord is moving in your lives. You guys have survived. <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. Like just that undercurrent of like, okay, it's really going to be okay. And the Lord is going to work in this, um, has not to be dramatic, but it has changed my life. And it's mm -hmm. been such a perspective shift for me. Yeah. And I think for me, like when I was where you are, Madison on the journey, you know, when John Alex was four, I didn't have anybody. There was no one walking this with me. And, and I've often thought if I had just had somebody who was further down the path say to me, it's really going to be okay. And you're going to make it. That would have made all the difference in those early years. And so I'm so grateful that you're hearing that here. You're seeing some of us veterans here who've been doing this a long time. We're still okay. You know, we've, we've made it thus far. And so I love that. Katie, what were you going to share? I think um, just feeling accepted. And being able to share, um, like, my faith as a group. Because, as it's been mentioned before, when you're doing groups with other people who are non-believers, it's kind of like you're not able to pray with each other. You're not able to um, encourage each other with scripture and with truth. And so I think that has been something that has been very helpful as well in this group. Yeah. Anybody else? What's been the most rewarding thing for you 
Anne? Um, I think others have touched on this, but being, being able to be real and mm -hmm. knowing that our children may have different disabilities, but it's, um, you know, they get it. They get that it's not so much about the disability itself, but it's the challenges and being a caregiver and mm -hmm. being real and understanding it. Um, I remember this one time this mother said to me, kind of disturbing in a way, but she says, you'll get it because you're a mother. Um, she had a son with autism. She says that she hopes her son dies before her oh, yeah. because she's afraid of, the, of right. what may happen to him. Mm -hmm. And she, she said it to me because she said, I know you'll understand the feelings I have, you know, about what's going to happen. I want yeah. him to be okay. Right. And I, not that I agree with, you know, that approach necessarily, but it's just that and being able to say to other um, mm -hmm. mothers, this is where I'm at and not being condemned for being mm, right. judged. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that one before we move on? Devin. I just remember when I first came and I was kind of worried because I was, you know, caught in the comparison trap of mm -hmm. like, oh, well, my, my, do I even belong here? Because my kid's disability isn't as bad as, mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote, right, quote unquote. As, bad as another parent, mm -hmm. you know, does, does my kid even qualify, you know, do I even qualify as a special needs parent or do mm -hmm. I even, you know, like, Kind of like I don't I didn't really know and I, I was just really encouraged like right from the beginning like we all you know it's ever everybody if you feel like you have a kid kind of outside the box or you know you just it's everybody's welcome and everybody has their own unique experiences and unique kids and you know even if it's um what might be considered uh, quote unquote, a simple diagnosis, or you don't even have a diagnosis or mm -hmm. anything. It's just, it's, it's encouraging to just be with, with other moms who are, have kids kind of outside the norms of, of development or, you know, whatever, um, whatever other things that, that require some extra special care mm -hmm. and energy that maybe you weren't expecting mm -hmm. <laughs> as a, as a yeah. parent. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I hear that so often from parents who are like, well, my child's diagnosis is not, you know, they, they look at my situation with my son who's full on care and they think, well, I'm not going to fit. And I think you are, you are a prime example of saying, no, come join in because you will find a place, you know, regardless of what your child's special needs are, to just come and be with other parents who get it who know what an IEP is, who know what these, you know, the different things are that we face as special needs parents who understand and can encourage you on that journey. And I got an email from Kate. She's one of our members. She wasn't going to be able to be here today, but I love what she said. Um, she said, I will say the best thing so far I've gotten from Rising Above, we did a study, we did a Get Your Life Back uh, book, and we're starting another series of that here soon. But um, she said, that has had a huge impact on me. And she said, one of the greatest lessons I've learned, she said, I've been doing it wrong for so long, was to release first, um, to ask for understanding and revelation after. And she said, being a special needs mom means I'm a researcher and Google can be my best friend and worst enemy at times. Can we all agree to that? Yes. Um, releasing all the worries about my son's struggles and all the unknowns has been life-changing and turning it over to Jesus instead of to Google 
has been hard, but life-giving. And then she says she loves hearing from other moms who get it and make you not feel alone. She said, it's really a balm for my soul. I know there is never any judgment or criticism when I log into the group. And so I love that. I think that's, you know, I think we can have those raw and real, and, and we've had some hard conversations in, the, in our group, but it's been hearing from different people's perspectives and being open and upfront, but also gracious with each other. And there is no judgment. How I do things may be different than how you do things. And we just come together to really point people to Jesus and go, that's our only hope as we travel down this path as special needs parents. So I want to ask each of you, we're going to have two, we have two more questions and I'm going to ask each of you, we're going to do, I'm going to go around and ask each of you these questions and as we close out. But the first thing I want to know is, okay, if there is someone who's listening, who's on the fence about joining a group and they're thinking, ah, I don't have the time. I don't, I'm not going to fit in. You know, all the excuses that maybe you thought of yourself when you were looking at joining this group. What would you say to that person? So think about that. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start at the bottom of my list here and work my way up. So Amy, what would you say to somebody who is, you know, maybe on the fence, maybe not sure, but thinking maybe I should do this? Um, well, that's, that's kind of where I was for a while. Um, I do work part-time. Um, and so, you know, that was one of my challenges is just, am I going to be able to do this? Am I going to be able to um, be on here consistently. Um, and so I just, I tried to work my, my schedule to where I could be off on Wednesdays for church and for this. And, um, that's one reason I chose the Wednesday group because I, that's the day I, I'm one of the days I don't work. Um, so I would just say, you know, it has brought, um, a lot of encouragement to me. Um, I, do, I don't talk a lot on community group online, but I do gain a lot from it and from the other ladies, um, what they share and their encouragement. And it means a lot to me. So I would just encourage someone that's looking at it and thinking they can't make time for it to, to you know, try to do that. Great. Thank you, Amy. Chris. Yes, I was going to say that um, if you, you're having a problem thinking that, oh, I can't contribute to this or it won't fit my schedule, as Amy pointed out, or something. There, First of all, there are a ton of groups, exactly. <laughs> different uh, yeah. meeting times and, yeah. and different yeah. types of groups for dads, for the siblings, for all sorts of things like that. Uh, single moms. I love that that group is available, even though it, it doesn't minister to me personally. I'm, I'm just happy it's there. And um, another thing I was thinking of that uh, kind of amused me. I remember I've been in the group since about the beginning of this year. And I think early on, we uh, we were talking about whether we were extroverts or introverts. And Becky's an extrovert. And I think the whole rest of the group that was in the room at the time were all introverts. So <laughs> it's um, just, you don't, you, but it's a little easier, I think, to meet this way. And mm. the focus is not going to be on just you personally. We're all here. We all have something to contribute. It can benefit you and you can benefit others by being in there. So it's not just about you, but it's definitely for you. Am I the only extrovert in this group, Shirley? No, Kate definitely is. She's not here, but yes, I know she's told me that many times. <laughs> We've talked on the phone too, but I love Kate. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I love that. So yes, but I get that, Chris, and it makes it easier because you can um, pop in when you want to, kind of like what Amy was saying. If you want to comment, you comment. If you don't, you don't. It's, it, it's whatever your comfort level is. Devin, what about you? What would you say? Yeah, I was just thinking, I think it's important. Um, well, I think parenting is hard <laughs> in general. And then I think that special needs parenting is hard. And I just, I, I kind of see this as a self-care piece. Um, mm, love that. As far as being relational and maybe it's not, you know, maybe your ideal relation, relational touch point is coffee with a friend or something. But I mean, you know, as special needs parents, I think we're used to making those kind of adjustments to kind of what the ideal situation is to to what works. And I and and I think it was also interesting what Chris had to say. And I was just thinking about that too. Like, um, there's there's two aspects to it that the, the the group can feed you, but also maybe this is a maybe this is a venue where you can serve others. You know, maybe mm. maybe the group needs to hear from you. Mm, love that, Devin. And you know, it's it's hard to serve. It's hard to serve. You know, when you have mm. kids that you know you're serving your kids, of course, and your families all the time and you but I think as women we think oh we should be doing more we should be in this church ministry or that or something like that but maybe it's as simple as joining a group and you can kind of speak into somebody's life during your you know the one hour meeting and so anyway those are some of my thoughts I I absolutely love that and I actually had never thought about that perspective about this is a way to serve and and what I love is you know like Devin, if I'm not ever going to be here, I know I've called on Devin. Devin, can you lead? Because I've got something that's going on because you've been in the group the longest. And so I always turn to you. And so you serve in that capacity. And there's, you know, it, it, so I love that thought of this is a way for you to serve. You know, it's not necessarily you coming. Yes, it is you coming and receiving, but it's also other people hearing your story. So I love that. Dana, what about you? Um, I would say if you're skeptical to just try it. Um, I think that, you know, the introvertedness is, could be a thing for people, but, um, just put yourself out there. I was thinking about one thing about this group that I've enjoyed is like just hearing other people's perspectives, especially when they can relate it back to God and how God's working in their lives. And, Mm. um, it's helped me to grow and think about things differently that we deal with and okay, well, God's not really trying to, you know, make this harder for me and just change the way I think about um, the things we're going through and where his hand is and seeing him in my life and hearing y'all's stories helps that. Um, so I think um, that's been a big part for me is um, hearing other people's stories. And I do agree that sharing your story is helpful. And I too was one of those people that didn't necessarily have a lot of people early on, but now I, because I didn't have a lot of people early on, I don't want any special needs mom to walk alone. I want them to have Mm. people. And it's so essential to have people because you know what it feels like to not have that, that Mm -hmm. we all need somebody in this journey to help us and encourage us because it's a lot at times. Yeah. Love that. Love that so much. Birgit, what about you? Yes. I think the Bible studies, I've got tools and new perspectives. Perspectives, whether 
they come to big programs, bigger than mm. usual. So it's yeah. problems, you know, but um, yeah, to meet the problems in a new way. Yes. Yeah. And also to meet you all wonderful mothers. Yeah. Mm. We, lo- we love you being in the group. It's so fun having you because what's so neat, it's we, when we meet, it's 11 o'clock central time in the U.S., but it's six o'clock PM for you in Sweden. And so it's, it's very good time. Yes. So I love that. So yes. So if we have moms and other, that's, I think that's a good point is that if we have moms who listen to the podcast in other parts of the world, you still can join one of the community groups, just like Birgit did. Um, yes. Just find a time that works within your time zone and come join us. So I love that. Katie, what about you? I was on the fence about joining a group because I was like, you know, like everybody said, you know, you just don't know if you have anything to contribute or, you know, you don't know what to expect. But I finally just kind of had to talk myself into just trying it. And I think this has become like my weekly counseling or therapy. It's like mental health for my soul because you care. Yes. You have friends (laughs) that come alongside you and just encourage you and lift you up. And I mean, we, we pray for each other and we share our prayer requests at the end of every group. And I mean, you have to try it. If not, I think you're crazy because (laughs) I mean, that's what God created us for was relationships. And that's what we have, even though it's, virtual. So just try it. Give it a try. I love that. Madison, what about you? Yeah. Um, I work virtually. My family is across the country. So I'm used to building relationships in a virtual model. Um, so the community group online was not a foreign concept to me. So I knew that there was Mm. value to be had, you know, in, in the online space. Um, but I think, you know, like everyone said, you get nervous that you're not going to know what to say, or you wouldn't fit in. And I had no idea what the demographic was of the group or what were were we in the middle of a study? Who knows? You know, like I just kind of jumped in. Um, so I don't think I was hesitant, you know, at the start because I was honestly really desperate, um, Mm. for a community that understood and could, um, bring that encouragement, I think too, in, in online spaces, especially in the disability world, sometimes things can be discouraging or, you know, we're just advocating so hardcore all the time that sometimes we miss the, the hope, you know, that the gospel Mm. can bring to this type of motherhood. And so I knew I needed that. I knew I needed to surround myself with women who, understood and could speak that life. And so I figured even if it didn't fit and it didn't work out, putting myself out there, I knew that the Lord would honor that in the long run. So, um, I would say just, just jump in, you know, these, Mm -hmm. the women that I've met here have become some of, you know, my closest friends and and we don't talk all the time, but that those are the people that I want to talk to when things are going on Mm -hmm. with my son or, or things are difficult. So, um, it's been invaluable for me. 
Oh, I love that. And and I love how, you know, you're talking about just jump in and, and, you know, you may join a group and you're like, uh, I don't know that this is the right fit for me. Well, then try another group. There are multiple groups that we offer. And so you may not feel like you can really connect with a certain group that you join. Give it a couple of times. If it doesn't feel like a fit, sign up for another group. There will be a group that will fit for you. And so I love that thought of just, you know, jump in, give it a try. But again, if it doesn't fit right for you, we have other options. This is not the only group that we have. We have multiple options. And speaking of being in multiple groups and you're in multiple groups. So what would you say to somebody who's maybe on the fence about, because you, you're you in this group and then you're in um, Rita's group that meets on Thursday nights. And I know you guys sometimes go really late into the night. <laughs> I know you, that group meets really, you, you all will talk and talk and talk, but you all are such great friends. So what would you say to a mom that maybe is on the fence about, or a dad who is not sure about joining a group? I was, I was thinking about some, at times when I feel hopeless, someone had said it's my ministry to um, reach out to other um, parents or mothers who had, uh, they have children with special needs or disabilities. And when I do that, then I find hope in that reaching out um, and connecting. So I redirect myself when I'm feeling hopeless because I've been doing this a long time and I'm very mm-hmm. familiar with the system and how it works and how it doesn't work. And so it's it's hard not to feel hopeless at times. But one of the things um, that we, this other group, we text a lot in the midst of the during the week um, and everybody's free to join in the text or not. There's no pressure. Um, I use that. Um, a friend of mine that's not a member of the group, um, her son was in the hospitals a number of weeks um, due to some behaviors and stuff. And I, I would text her almost every day and say, I'm thinking and praying for you. Um, you don't have to text me back. You know, no pressure. And she mm-hmm. told me afterwards, she said she really that boosted her up each day, knowing I was praying for him and just send her maybe something that was supportive. And she said at the end, how much she really appreciated that support, even though I didn't, wasn't aware that, you know, that right. it, the impact on it. And another piece, and I, I had to remind myself this, when I get in the midst of a, of something, Matthew, I would, I went, turn the video off because Matthew was coming in and he ripped his shirt. He had a mm, meltdown someplace yeah. in the house. So that distracted me, but I have to, I think back to last week, I had support for our state fair. Uh, Several people were going, they all backed out the day before. And I was basically left alone to take the fair, which is a challenge. I reached out to other group that we have, uh, the community group, and asked for prayers. And I was, miracles happened. Things went surprisingly well when historically they didn't go well when I was with him by myself at the fair. So, you know, I, I'm very thankful that, uh, for the prayers. And I, I saw in person the action, or I saw in reality what had happened to those prayers. I love that. Love that. I, I, you know, and I, I love hearing just the encouragement and, and how we're there walking this journey with each other on the good days, on the bad days. I love when we come to group and something really good has happened, like Anne, you sharing that. And what people couldn't see is that some of you are like clapping quietly, you know, for we're cheering you on because we just love that. We get that even those little tiny small things that maybe our kids achieve and accomplish, they are really actually huge in our world. And so to have somebody else who understands that is amazing. Well, as we close out, 
Everybody knows this is our year of restoration at Rising Above. So I want you to real quick, I'm going to go around and tell tell what you're doing right now that's allowing God to bring restoration into your life as we close out. Katie, what are you doing right now that's allowing God to bring restoration into your life? I'm doing the pause app twice a day. Mm, The pause app. I love the pause app, the one minute pause app. We'll put a link there. That's, That's me as well. So love that. Love that. Amy, what are you doing that's bringing restoration into your life? Um, I'm trying to take a walk every morning and I'm really just, I listen to um, Christian uh, podcast and um, meditate on scripture. Good, good. good. Dana. Um, I think mine is the same. Taking walks into nature. Love that. So good. Devin. I am back in counseling. Yeah, that's, that's a helpful thing. So that's, that's great. Yeah. Chris. I think I touched on this last week, but I'm going to say that this group actually was what Mm. I would call at least the touchstone for starting a whole wave of restoration for this year. So, um, yeah, I'm back in a church setting right now and making some connections there, too, and just definitely doing a lot better now than I was Mm. a year ago when I I think about where I was and some of the... uh, flip side, looking mm-hmm. at things and some of the other things you learn and talk about in the group have just, it's all benefited. Well, so. and Chris, if I can be so bold, I, I've known you. No. <laughs> okay, thanks. No, 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 this, no but, you know, I've known you for a year now. And even though it's been through the screen, right. I have seen the transformation in you. I have seen, I think I see mm-hmm. lots of heads nodding. Um, yeah. And lots of thumbs up. But I've, I have seen a transformation in you. Um, you are much more peaceful. You are much more calm. I can see it. Mm-hmm. And so I love that, um, that seeing that transformation in you. And so love that. Yeah, I was just going to say that I, I know that sometimes I'm still getting situations that are, are stressful or bad or whatever, but my reactions have certainly changed and improved in some ways. And I, I'm, like I said, I'm learning so much so it's it's definitely a help makes me so happy i love that so there's your recommendation people there you go right there (laughs) why do you come here you want to feel better this is your self-care like we love that love that and what about you what are you doing i started a job six months ago part-time as a cashier in a grocery store to get away from the aggression my son um uh, that i was experiencing more of it and i in a way i found a ministry there um, to the, I'm there for the people that are come to customers, not for the store owners, really. It's giving me opportunity to, you know, do it. I'm doing a job that I can leave there. I don't have to bring it home with me. And I feel that I'm impacting on the people that I serve because of just being friendly and supportive and doing things that, you know, just being supportive in whatever way. And that's, I met some people that have disabilities yeah. part that they've identified as adults with autism identified having it, you know, so it, it's been a neat experience. Love it. Love it. Birgit, what about you? Yeah, I think yeah, everything, reading the Bible, praying and walking in the nature and uh, this app and yeah. Great. All right, Madison, I think you're our last one. What about you? Yeah, I've been waking up earlier and just prioritizing having some time in the quiet and starting my day in a way that is, mm-hmm. you know, brings restoration and, and 
I'm not rushing through my day as much. So my reactions are better, but we could talk about that all day long. But even like Chris said, prioritizing coming to community groups, it's been a busy season with work. I work full time. Um, and so making sure that this time is blocked out, um, it feels like a gift to myself. Love that. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a graphic right there. It feels like a gift to myself. Blocking this time out feels like I love that so much. That is great. Well, friends, I'm so grateful for each one of you. I'm so grateful for what you bring to the group, what you bring to my life. I appreciate so much you taking the time to share today with with our listeners. And, you know, all of you out there who are listening, if you haven't been convinced yet to join one of our community groups, I hope this helps because um, I have seen lives changed from getting to be with these women. I see I see the transformation in my life, in their life, and it's a beautiful thing. So be sure to check those out. You'll, we'll make sure to include links for you to be able to check that out. All the different groups that we have to offer. So friends, they're all waving. They're gonna, they're all waving. They're all muted, but they're waving. And uh, I just say thank you all so, so much. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.